and Talk. Good morning and welcome to Grow Up and Talk. I'm Alex. And I am Aaron. And we are pastors at Messiah Lutheran Church. We believe that eternities are changed when Jesus followers grow up in their faith. And one of the best ways that we can do this is by reading God's word, but not just reading it, talking about it too. Um, So we're here to encourage one another on our journey toward spiritual maturity and something that we're doing uh, at Messiah to engage in this kind of uh, growth opportunity is going through a three-year Bible reading plan. So do you want to talk a little bit about how we came to that point and what this podcast is trying to get at? Right, yeah, I think that um, it's important to realize that we can put out some kind of a program anytime that says we should read our Bible more, um, we should you know, pray more, we should do all these things. And it's sometimes hard to do that alone. Um, the more we have people gathering around us, holding us accountable and things like that, the easier it is for us to actually engage in this and, and maybe get more out of it. The idea here is not to have some kind of a legalistic standard that says, oh, we got to make sure that we are doing all the readings every day. This podcast will hopefully actually allow some of the people who find themselves failing more at, at reading to be able to just kind of tune in once a week and go, oh, I'm getting some of the grasp of what's going on in this Bible reading plan. So we're trying to encourage the community around reading the Bible, uh, around especially conversation about the scripture, because that's a hard thing in our culture. And hopefully all of this will just encourage some spiritual growth by uh, engaging us in God's word, either you know through reading or through listening, uh, however that might work. Yeah, and uh, so when we say Scripture and the Bible and God's Word, we are meaning the same thing. Every time we use those, we're just using those terms interchangeably, uh, just something to uh, note as we go through here. So uh, before we jump in, maybe we should talk a little bit about who we are. So Aaron, tell us who you are. I am Aaron Gakey. I am one of the pastors here at Messiah Lutheran Church. I've actually been a member here for almost 22 years now. I think, were you born yet? Yes. Oh, yeah, you were born. Okay. I um, was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, we've had a, a lot of fun times. I've served in a lot of different capacities. God has done some crazy things in my life over that time. I have held all kinds of jobs, everything from a carpenter to financial planner to an oil and gas broker to an uh, an automatic door salesman. Nice. Um, yeah, I've done all kinds. If you if you want to know how, how handicap operators work or a big revolving door, we can we can get you hooked up. But uh, anyway, God led me through a number of, of crazy kind of what I call my roller coaster years to uh, push me into a time where um, it made, he made it very evident that he was calling me to be a pastor, and, and he did it right here at Messiah. And it was kind of a weird scenario. It was very much a leap of faith. Um, but at the same time, I can look back on all that time that he uh, was working with me and walking with me through those hard times and all those different jobs, preparing me for this time today. And so um, I just to kind of warn everybody, I am somebody who really does believe that God still interacts and talks with us in some, in some very um, vivid ways. And so I'll be alluding to some of those things as we talk through, uh, you know, the next weeks and years and months. By the way, we're this is a three-year plan we're working with, so I, I'm assuming that you and uh, our illustrious director, Miss Emily, say hi, Emily. 
Hi. All right. <laughs> you guys have to be here for at least three more years. I mean, you can't go anywhere because we've got this commitment to this podcast. That is pretty much true. Yeah, I mean, when the Bible is... reading plan came out, I signed it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's so, with blood, right? Um, yes. Okay, good. Of course. Yeah, that was a requirement. So. Wink, wink. Yeah. Um, but, but anyway, uh, I, I do believe that, that God has, uh, will speak into our lives. And as weird as that may sound, we have committed in this, uh, in this podcast to really talk about the weird, the hard things and, uh, and not to ignore them, not to just make things cushy and easy. So, so people can, um, you know, be comfortable with it. The Bible's mm-hmm. not always comfortable. That is true, and and that's something that I uh, really appreciate about you as a person. Uh, you challenge me and encourage me to see God working in my life. Um, so, and why don't you yeah. then tell us some about you? Well, um, I the only like really solid career that I've had is being a pastor. So, I um, grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, and went to college. I was going to be a strength and conditioning coach. And um, then God kind of turned that around. Uh, That's the long story short. I went to seminary for four years after four years of college and um, uh, was married to my wife, Erin, during that time. And we have a son, Jax, and we we have a a daughter who is with Christ, Mm. uh, Talia. What do you mean by that? Uh, What I mean by that is... From the Bible, we know that um, those who believe in Christ uh, go to be with him in his presence uh, when they die. And so um, Paul says, you know, I long to be with Christ for that is better by far. Mm -hmm. Um, So often we talk about heaven, um, but heaven is where Jesus is. That's Mm -hmm. what I believe um, from the scriptures. And so um, that's kind of why I say, yeah. Because that, that's so heaven is where can... Jesus is, or where Jesus is, there is heaven, kind yeah, of a thing. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And so, so. Um, we t- said so we're going to talk about the hard things. You're already getting right yeah, there. So I know. you've got uh, <laughs> you've got a daughter who's who's left this earthly life and is yeah. now uh, in Jesus's magnificent presence. And so, yeah, thanks for for sharing that. And so, what just and so you've got that daughter, and you've got also a son, and he is. He is three and a half. His name Jackson. Uh, we call him Jax for short. And uh, he is wilder than I could have ever <laughs> imagined. I yeah. wanted a, a kind of a crazy, energetic kid, um, but he's kind of amped up that expectation, mm-hmm. like at least double or triple. So, well, so in my life, you know, uh, with the since I mentioned before, I've been here for 22 years. Obviously, I've got a year or two on you, and so I've also got a year or two on you in marriage and kids. So, I, my wife and I were married in 1997. How old were you in 1997? In 1997, I was probably four. Four. All right. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, this year. For uh, me and Kristen will be 23 years. Is that what that? I think that's 23 years. And um, and we've got a 20, almost 22 year old son, and a 17 and a 16 and a 10. So nice. Yeah. So Very that's good. who we are. And probably good for us to say like this is not necessarily going to be how it is for every podcast. It right. won't just be me and you. You want to talk some more about that? Yeah, so um, we are going to kind of uh, split up our hosting duties, so to speak, and there are going to be other guests on this show. Um, That's really what we wanted this to be about, people, different people coming together of different perspectives and backgrounds. Members in our our church family and our community are going to be on this show uh, just talking about 
God's word, mm-hmm. uh, the Bible. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be fun. That's like yeah. a whole just that's the whole discussion thing with family that we can right. And and it's not going to be like all you know theologians you know talking real high and mighty. It's going to be a regular folks, right? Exactly. So, um, and some people have a really awesome habit of reading the Bible, and others uh, might be less experienced uh, in that kind of a thing. So, um, we're just in it together, uh, just trying to encourage one another in that. And uh, like you said, uh, we're we're going to jump into the questions that we have, yeah. even if we can't answer them. Uh, we'll just try to yeah. talk about it so. and and just kind of admit our struggles in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, man, I didn't do the reading this week. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, whoever our our guests are, like they actually did the reading. Yeah, <laughs> okay. But, We're uh, practicing yeah, that we, right now, we, aren't we? we? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, are, are the are the guests going to be famous people? Um, famous in in my opinion, in uh, my world, in yeah. God's eyes, so famous. I get. Yeah, I, that's yeah. a great point. That's but great point. Um, in terms of like reality, probably not. Um, but. <laughs> like nobody's going to join us now for this podcast. I know. We're, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't really consider myself to be famous. Oh, but, all right. Well, um, but but our director Emily, she's dire- famous. She is famous. She she's oh. a musician. Whoa. She's a part of a uh, music group called the Emmy Smith Trio, and th- there was like an article written about them. That's pretty famous. They're on Spotify, and and I'm old enough to only know what Spotify is for like a week now, so. We have like 12 monthly listeners. Yeah, baby. That's pretty big. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Um, We are going to have, I know Laura Sanders is going to be on the show. I think she's going to be on the next show. Our first, our first non just Pastor and Alex, uh, Pastor Alex and Aaron show. Pastor and Alex. Pastor and Alex. (laughs) Uh, You are a pastor. That's okay. You are. We're both pastors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And your son, Evan, I think is in the lineup soon. Yep. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're just going to bring uh, members of our Messiah family, and then in the future, who knows, members of the community or right. people that we just know around the area. Who and knows? there's going to be opportunities for people to kind of respond to this on our uh, website, our email address, and maybe they can make some suggestions. Hey, we want to hear from so-and-so, or hey, I'd like to be on that podcast. But, yes. I mean, if, we can't promise that everybody can be on it, because some that people is are just true. crazy. But. but if you do have uh, questions or uh, feedback, you can send that to our email grow up and talk podcast at gmail.com and i will mention that at the end of our podcast as well you want to talk real quick about why we call it grow up and talk sure i guess we'll go off script and do that (laughs) Uh, but yeah we call it grow up and talk because here at messiah um, we are in the middle of a uh, growth initiative thing where we're committing to growing up in our faith, uh, growing together with other believers, and also growing out in the mission that we have uh, here at Messiah. Um, but we, we're calling it Grow Up because um, th- this whole idea of reading God's Word and, and like discussing it and studying it or uh, learning about it or asking questions, that's what it means to grow up, to mature spiritually. And so that's one of our big goals uh, with this podcast is to kind of learn more together, to be in process of uh, maturing in our faith and our knowledge and understanding and engagement with God's Word. Um, And also talking about it is the mature thing to do. Actually, we shouldn't avoid... faith can't be just a private faith. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, There 
you know, we have a relationship with Christ. It's really not that personal, though, because it's always done in the community of uh, believers and the body of Christ. So the personal aspect of it becomes a personal aspect with other with other people in this world that God's given us. Yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, so where do we go from here? What's next? We are going to jump into our readings that we have. Um, today we're going to cover readings from February uh, 1 through 7, um, which is Exodus chapters 10 through 17. And I believe there was a psalm sprinkled in there in that reading plan. Uh, this was a three-year chronological reading plan that's been kind of put together by, I think, uh, Laura Sanders and Jerry Ball and uh, Dennis Parker have been working okay. on that. I think really uh, Jerry and Laura have put a whole bunch of work into organizing this, so kudos to them. Uh, great job. And um, it, it may seem weird that this first episode of our podcast is actually like, uh, a couple of books into our reading plan already, but we got to start somewhere. So yep. here we go. <clears throat> All right. So Exodus chapter 10 through 17, uh, Pastor Aaron, or can you... Uh, give us kind of a quick overview of, of, you know, some main things that are happening in this section of the Bible. Pastor Aaron and Quick. Okay, yeah, right. Uh, no, uh, the, basically, we, we, we're falling right into the, um, the account of Moses going to Pharaoh, and we're right in the middle of when the plagues start. And so if you're not familiar with reading the Bible, basically God's people have been uh, in slavery for a long time to an Egyptian Pharaoh and the uh, people of Egypt, and they've been enslaved, but in some ways they've been treated kind of well, well enough for them to you know, kind of be okay with being slaves for in some ways, but they still grumble. They still And they cry out to God because the work gets harder and harder, and so God is going to free them and set them free, and he uses this guy. Moses, who's one of the uh, one of his people, one of the Israelites, to go in and and plea to Pharaoh and say, "Hey, let the people go." Pharaoh continually refuses, and so God sends ten different signs, ten different miraculous thing plagues uh, on the people of of Egypt that don't affect the people of Israel who are kind of living there in the same place. So it's very, very um, selective, and it's also very, it's very miraculous. Uh, Pharaoh, after each plague, kind of goes, oh no, make it stop, and then goes, haha, sorry, I'm going to keep you here anyway. <laughs> um, and that happens again, nine and then ten times. The tenth plague is is the one that kind of takes the cake, and uh, all of the firstborn of, of Egypt are slaughtered. Um, by the angel of death, and God institutes this this new um, rite, this new holy week, this new process by which the children of Israel are going to identify themselves, and it's called the Passover. And uh, this is it's called the Passover because this is when God sends the angel of death, and anybody who is marked with this rite, this uh, rite of blood, basically on their house, the angel of death passes over those houses and doesn't affect them. But all the children of Egypt, uh, the firstborn in every single house, not just of the people, but also the livestock, is killed that night. Finally, Pharaoh says, this is enough, you know, get out of here. And uh, God leads, leads the children uh, with Moses um, uh, to the Red Sea, parts the Red Sea. They go through, they end up in the wilderness and wandering around for a while. And um, at basically, as, almost as soon as God closes up the waters on Pharaoh and his chariots, the, the children of Egypt are going, I mean, of Israel are going, oh, we, we should be back in Egypt. Um, at least there we had, you know, it, it was comfortable and we had meat and stuff to drink. And um, why did you lead us out here to die? And God still continues to show miracles. He, um, in, in some very mighty and miraculous ways. And um, 
basically that's kind of where we yeah. end up. Yeah, yeah, that's it, and uh, that lead gets us to chapter seventeen, uh, where they begin their wilderness journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, way to plow through those main points. Hey, look at that! I'm proud of you. Yeah, for keeping that to like two minutes. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I'm learning all the time. <laughs> All right. Well, what kind of stood out to me or what was interesting to me in this reading was, um, first of all, you know, when we think of the parting of the Red Sea, um, usually we just think of like the waters, you know, kind of rising up. But actually, God uses a wind, a really strong wind, it says, to part the Red Seas. Um, and also, he he used a strong wind to get rid of the locust, which are all these weird yeah. bugs. That was one of the plagues. Um, and so God seems to be using wind a lot. And I know that kind of that kind of reminds me of like the Holy Spirit, um, which is like the word wind is like the same word for spirit in the original language of the Bible. So I just found that really interesting because I don't always think of the fact that the Red Sea was parted by a strong wind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that was something that was interesting to me. And also the first praise song in the Bible ever recorded is in chapter 15 of mm-hmm. Exodus, I believe. Yeah, uh, whereas yeah. Moses's song uh, where he says, you know, God has saved us from the Egyptians. Um, yeah. yeah. So you know, I've always wanted to like have the music to those songs and not just the words. I've always wondered what they actually sound like. Of course, they'd be in Hebrew, uh, but um, it'd be cool to really know what those sounded like. And I always kind of just made up little tunes as I read them. But yeah. That's just because I'm weird. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, what stood out to you? Is was there anything Man, in particular? You know, when you and I first started talking about doing this podcast, we're talking about how often should we do it. And originally, you suggested like once a month. And and. And I was like, man, if we're reading the Bible and a month's worth of readings every day, that's going to be a lot to cover. And so let's try it once a week, So, which is what we're trying. And now I'm looking at that going, man, maybe we should do this every day because there's so much. And we, I know we can't do it every day. Don't let's give take me that it look. easier there, yeah. Pastor yeah. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> so from the, from the point, even before this reading started, when Moses first went to Pharaoh, um, God's instruction to Moses, God had given him this staff out when Moses was still out in the desert, and he said, you're going to use this staff to do some mighty signs. And he throws the staff down, and it becomes a snake in front of Pharaoh. And then, of course, Pharaoh's magicians do the same thing. And it's he dips the staff in the Nile, and the Nile becomes blood, The whole all the water and the fish die, and, but, and the magicians kind of do the same trick. And I, it's for the first five plagues, it seems like the magicians are hanging around, yeah. you know, kind of watching these things happen. And then, like... At, at plague six, they throw the dust up in the air and it becomes boils on everybody. And it, it says the magicians take off because like they can't handle it anymore. But um, they keep going through these plagues and Moses, Moses keeps using his staff a number of times. And then they go to the Red they get to the Red Sea and God actually led them there and tells Moses, hey, Pharaoh's going to try to take care of you here. Don't worry, I'm with you. But they still get worried. And, and, it's, and, and then Moses cries out to God. And I like this whole thing because he cries out to God. And um, God says, why are you, it's, it's in chapter 14. He says, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Lift up your staff. Stretch out your hand. And he's like, why do you cry out to me? Like, you've got the staff. You know, you've been yeah. using it this whole... It reminds me kind of like the Wizard of Oz kind of a thing, you know? Like where the the witch is like, oh, you've had the power all along. Just click your heels. And, <laughs> and, and so here God's like, you've got the staff. And so Moses raises the staff in the waters part, you know? You've had it all along, you know? 
man. <laughs> and <laughs> that God is in and, you know, has given him this, even though God doesn't need to use physical stuff, he uses yeah. physical stuff to show us his power over and over again. And consistently God's saying, I'm doing these signs so that you can tell your sons later what God has done for you. So mm. that you can say, and even the, uh, some of the, there's one of these plagues where, um, oh, it was the hail. Um, after all these plagues had started to happen, um, and Moses says, all right, it's going to start hailing. It's going to be hail like you've never seen before. It says that the servants of Pharaoh, and I had never seen this before, that the servants of Pharaoh who began to fear God all took their stuff inside. Like, <laughs> like They're like, okay, this is going to be crazy. And, and so there were people who were starting to yeah. believe. Um, and that was God's purpose behind this thing. This wasn't just punishment. All of his signs are always so that people will believe him because he is love. He is provision. He is, he called himself later, he says, I am your healer. Yeah. Well, yeah, and those are really good points. And I didn't even, and I like, well, I like that you mentioned how, like, some of the Egyptians even, like, began to, you know, turn toward God and believe in him. And that was something that um, you gave a couple of potential questions for us to consider. Uh, Anything that gives you great concern or anything that gives you, like, great hope from this passage, uh, something that was a little concerning for me or hard to kind of wrestle with is the hardening of Pharaoh's heart. Um, And this gets talked about sometimes um, because it says over and over again, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. And in chapter 10, it says that Pharaoh actually acknowledged the sin that he had done against God and against Moses. But then after that, it says, but God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Um, so that kind of something for me is like, oh, wow, you know, it seems like at some point Pharaoh's making this turnaround, even Pharaoh, um, who's this really mean guy in the book of Exodus, and he's just uh, described as a terrible, like, ruler over the, um, the Israelites. Um, he's making a turnaround, but then God hardens his heart. And so mm-hmm. I don't always know what to, to do with that. Yeah. Um, I think that's a, one of the tough things a lot of people struggle with because you've, you know, got the Bible later on in the, in the new Testament after Jesus has come says that God desires all men to be saved. Mm-hmm. Does he desire all men except for Pharaoh? No, no. I think what happened here, like if we look to the very first plague when Moses turned, uh, God turned the, the Nile river into blood, um, Verse 14 of chapter 7 says, The Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hardened. Uh, and, and from that plague through the first five, we hear that Pharaoh's hardening his heart, Pharaoh's hardening his heart. And after the fifth plague, then we start hearing about God hardening Pharaoh's heart. And mm. so Pharaoh had this kind of habit or history of he's going to harden his heart. And we also have to remember what heart is back in that culture. You know, heart is kind of what we think of as the mind. So a lot of times I think Pharaoh was seeing um, maybe almost even having some faith but and he's seeing all these signs and things that are happening, but his mind, he's just so set, like, no matter what I see, this is going to be my state. And so he's hardening his mind even against the the myriad of facts, which we still see that today. You know, we can present all kinds of stuff about how God has worked in our, in our lives, but people can harden their hearts or harden their minds against those things because we want to believe what we want to believe. Okay. Yeah. And that's kind of yeah. one of the ways I see it. But still, it's not an easy thing to wrestle with that God would, because God basically takes what Pharaoh's already started and goes, okay, if that's what you're going to do, we're going to roll with that. And I'm just going to kind of keep your heart in that place. Yeah. I don't know. Wild. Yeah. 
All right. Well, we are going to take a uh, quick break. That was a good start to our reading uh, in part one. We're going to kind of dig down a little bit deeper in this next uh, part uh, after we take a break. Hey, welcome back. Uh, we just took a short break. Um, we're going to jump back into our Bible reading, and Aaron, I have a question for you. Shoot. What gives you great hope in our section of reading today? It's, it's hard to narrow down one thing, but what, thing, what, I will, what I will narrow it down to, don't shake your head, because I, I will narrow it down to one thing. That was okay. my command. That was my directive. I will narrow it down to one thing. And the one thing is that from my standpoint, knowing what the whole Bible is, knowing the end of the story, because I've read this book, mm. knowing who Jesus is in the end, um, that he's the promise to all of these things, that God thousands of years before giving us that fulfillment of all of his promises is preparing us to see Jesus right here in this. So in the Passover, we see a Passover lamb that is sacrificed for the sake of the people and its blood is put on the doorpost. And I had never realized this before because I always read that the blood was painted on the doorposts and on the lentil to mark the house as kind of safe from the angel of death that's going to pass over. But here it says that, that you touch the doorpost and the lentils of the house and it's, it's almost like a dot here, a dot here, and a dot here, like kind of like Jesus would have been on the cross. And you see this great image. And then again, um, after they get in the wilderness and God provides the manna, and it's a provision of the bread, which later on in, uh, in, in the book of John, we'll hear Jesus saying, because uh, the people are saying, oh, Moses gave us the bread from heaven. And Jesus goes, wait a minute, Moses didn't give you that. My father gave you that. And the real bread from heaven is me. And all of these things are a foreshadowing of what's to come. And I think that, along with the fact that no matter how many times these folks grumble and speak against God, um, God stays with them and he keeps pursuing them and he keeps redeeming them and giving them stuff. Um, it, and it makes me look like a bad father because like uh, <laughs> he doesn't spank these kids very well because I would have been spanking kids right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's two things that you pointed to, but two I like things. that two you did that. And actually, uh, what Aaron did just now is a really important thing to uh, take note of. Uh, when reading the Bible, we believe that the Old Testament points to Jesus, and the New Testament also points, everything points to Jesus. And so whenever we're reading kind of these strange stories, especially in the Old Testament, uh, we know where it's going. It's going to Jesus, and, and Jesus is kind of that ultimate fulfillment of these sort of uh, things like the Passover meal and like the sacrifices that we see. Um, Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of that. He's the completion of those things uh, that we see in the Old Testament. So I like that you pointed to Jesus there, and that that's a really good thing to do. Um, so... The next question is, is there anything that is kind of confusing in our reading for this week? I think that it, you know, all of God's word, all of scripture has elements that we'll never fully be able to understand. 
Um, if we could understand all of it completely and fully, then we would be God and we wouldn't need his word. And so um, what, one of the things I guess that's kind of, of course, what you mentioned before about Pharaoh um, and his heart being hard, that's a, that's a confusing aspect to it. But also we know, again, reading the whole Bible, that God's um, plan for us is not to, that we should just have to be able to keep a lot of rules to make him happy. And yet it seems like he's giving a whole lot of rules to be kept. Um, and so that can kind of sometimes be confusing because he's very strict saying, if you keep all these things, like he says in, um, in chapter 15 at the end, he says, um, I will put, uh, if, if, if you keep these commandments and statutes, I will, um, I will put none of these diseases that I put on the Egyptians on you for I'm the Lord, your healer. So basically, uh, want to stay healthy, keep all my commands. And that seems like a kind of a transactional legalistic thing, but I think God there is, you know, I, I guess that can be kind of a confusing thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, um, was interested in the difference between the Passover and there was also this feast of the unleavened bread. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I think they're two different things, but um, like the Passover was one thing with the lamb and where they ate the lamb and then put the blood of the lamb on their doorpost mm-hmm. so that the angel of death would pass over mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, them and not kill anyone in their house. Um, that is the Israelites. And then uh, the unleavened bread was something else where they weren't, I don't know, supposed to eat bread yeah. or leaven it or right and so when god set this thing up he told moses this is how you're going to do this thing and you're going to your bread is not going to be leavened and the way i read this it almost seems like um moses had a chance to tell the people about hey get your lamb ready because this thing's going to be happening and he didn't get a chance to tell them about the unleavened bread because it sounds like on that night when they just got the chance to leave that they said that it took their cakes and they hadn't had a chance to leaven them so um God allowed them to not leaven their bread accidentally as they took it along with them because this is the way it was going to be from this day, the 14th day of the month to the 21st day of the month. Every year you're going to celebrate this way and it's going to be a remembrance every year for this. Um, But if you look again forward to the book of John um, or, or some of the accounts of Jesus's crucifixion, He's crucified during this time, during the time of the celebration of the Passover. And uh, you know that he eats his Passover with his disciples one night, and the next night he's crucified. And it says that they want the, the, the people who crucified him want them to take the bodies off of the cross so they can go and celebrate the Passover. Well, wait, I thought they already celebrated the Passover. Well, this Passover is like a week-long celebration that, that is kind of their feasts multiple times throughout that time. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, um, and I guess the other thing that I found interesting was a couple of times they mention when your kids ask you Mm -hmm. about these kinds of things, and and you said that, you know, the Passover and the unleavened, the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, those were done every single year leading up to the time when Jesus kind of... uh, celebrated the Passover with his disciple and made something kind of new out of that. Um, and so I was kind of thinking about that and, and wondering, are there things that our kids and our young people ask us about 
today where they say, why do we do these things? And we can like say, oh, well, it's because of this. Mm, And mm -hmm. I don't know. Do we have that in our culture or in our lives today at all? I think we do, but I think a lot of the things are are lost. And, you know, there's so much uh, just like current cultural folklore around a whole lot of things. You know, our Christmas tree is one of those things. It's there for a reason, and it it does, you know, indicate certain things, but that that has largely been lost. And maybe that'd be a good thing. You know, sometimes people, like, uh, look badly on tradition, but a lot of times tradition can be a very good thing to help us remember and tell a story, um, and, and that we can repeatedly say, this is why we do this. This is why we do this. Uh, if we do that with our kids, you know, maybe uh, hopefully sometimes they listen and some of those rules that they think are oppressive, like the Israelites mm-hmm. did, uh, they'll keep and, and, and know that God's got a plan that maybe is bigger than what we can understand. Hmm. Okay. Um, so then how do we apply this to our everyday lives? Uh, this taking all of these, you know, weird feasts and meals and all of these weird instructions and, you know, parting the Red Sea. I've never walked through a body of water before on dry ground. Uh, so how does this whole thing, you know, matter for me today? Mm-hmm. I think the, the biggest thing I see throughout this is that God does ask his people to do some things sometimes that just don't make sense. They're weird, and they're hard to understand, and he says, trust me. And so a lot of times, um, you know, we do that with our kids. We say, hey, trust me. You know, I've done that recently with my kids, and my kids have disobeyed me, and it caused a lot of problems that they could not have anticipated. Um, and I said, look, if you would have obeyed this small rule, we wouldn't have all these problems now. Um, these rules aren't to oppress you. They're to protect you and to help you. And as parents, we can see that for our kids. But sometimes when we grow up into mature adults, we think that we maybe somehow are as smart as God, even though we would never really say that. But we think it because we look at his rules and try to figure out why and why and why. And sometimes it doesn't matter why. God just says, hey, listen, do this and and you just got to trust me. And so that's what I learned is practically sometimes I just got to do what God says, whether I understand why or not. Okay. Yeah. So just trust God and obey him. That's kind of been his message from the yeah. beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, I think that's a good point. Uh, this story, uh, there's a lot of uh, wild things that go on, but the Israelites in general, they are trusting God and they did leave Egypt and they did take their unleavened bread with them and they followed Moses into the Red Sea as it was parted. And, and, uh, I mean, even Moses asked God a lot of questions along the way and kind of wondering like, Hey, what do I do here? And God said, you have your staff with you. Um, but the whole way they're being, uh, led and guided to just trust in God. And so, yeah, I like that you mentioned that as a big takeaway that we can uh, have from Exodus mm-hmm, 10 mm-hmm. through 17, uh, knowing that um, sometimes it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's really weird. In fact, sometimes I think being weird and living lives where we're not necessarily making even choices for ourselves, but we're allowing this God to make the choices for us, and we just follow him and what he says we should do, mm-hmm. uh, is really weird to the rest of the world. And we should look kind of weird to the rest of the world. We've, we've okay. subscribed to a whole different um, personhood, and that's what God says to, the, to these people. You're going to look different than the rest. And when your kids ask you, why do you do this? Because the kid asks why, because things are different than what they're expecting. You know, 
why, why are we doing this? Well, this is because this is how God saved us in the past. Yeah. So, speaking of weird, yeah. you have a weird question that I do not know about. I this don't know will be what part this of, is going to be. This will be a part of every podcast. We'll ask some weird question to whoever is the uh, guest host or the guest speaker that day. Um, and I guess right now that that's you. Um, and so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, so here's my question. And I've asked many people this. I don't think I've asked you this. But if you could be, not have, if you could be any vehicle, it could be a land vehicle, a water vehicle, a, an air vehicle, any kind of vehicle, what kind of vehicle would you be and why? And this should somehow tell me a little bit about who you are. Okay. I think you have asked me this oh, question okay. before. Yeah. I'm old, so and I forget And my things. answer is uh, the same. I would be an ice cream truck oh. because an ice cream truck is just like, it's that magical feeling. When you hear the ice cream man, you hear that, that music playing, it just brings back all those memories. You know, I lived in a neighborhood where uh, we lived on a hill and the ice cream man would come down the hill and he would go around and uh, it would lead up to the top of the hill at a different part of the neighborhood. And so if you missed him on the way down, <laughs> you could just run up to the top of the yeah, hill yeah. and catch the ice cream man before he left. And, and running up to the top of the hill is probably a good thing to do for somebody who eats ice cream on a regular basis. <laughs> you need a little running to do, right? Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Now he's calling me fat, so we'll move on. <laughs> Anyways, I would be an ice cream truck because I just, like to think that I, I, you know, I bring joy and energy uh, into the room. And I agree. That's what I aspire to do. Awesome. So. awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, I had fun with this first, po- first podcast. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, I actually, I want to ask you a question before we go. Okay. We're almost done. Uh, do you think it matters which version of the Bible that you read? Uh, there are a lot of different versions out there. And our listeners might have some of those different versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, does mm-hmm. that matter? Well, I, I think it depends on what you mean by does it matter. It depends on what your end goal is. Um, if your end goal is to know, uh, like, word for word exactly what the original language is said, then, yeah, there's some versions that are better for that than others. Um, if, uh, if you want an easy-to-read kind of a version, there are some versions that are better for that than others. Um, but really all of these versions are translations of the original. Some are paraphrases, which sometimes get a little bit further away from what's actually written there, but maybe convey the concept better. But, um, I think in general, uh, it's good to look at several different versions and see what are some of the comparisons that are there. Um, but they're, they're translations. And so just like if I were translating some Spanish, which you don't want me to do, um, that, you know, sometimes there's a word in Spanish that can be translated into a couple of different English words, uh, or it could be conveyed a couple of different ways. So that doesn't make one text right and the other text wrong. It just makes them, you know, somewhat different. And usually most of the Bibles are going to have little notes in there, footnotes saying, hey, this kind of differs in some places than some of the other texts. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good question. Yeah. Uh, so if you, the listener, have uh, any kind of uh, questions or uh, feedback that you want to give to us, uh, you can email those things to growupandtalkpodcast at gmail.com. And if we see a question uh, that looks really interesting, we think a lot of people would benefit <laughs> from that, uh, we'll go ahead and, ad- and try to address those questions in the podcast. because so, we wanna... so if you don't get your question answered, that means we didn't think it was interesting? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, right. There are those questions out there. <laughs> I've asked many of those questions in my life. Uh, but... 
we've enjoyed uh, this journey uh, that we are starting. Um, this has been an, a really cool first episode. I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, the goal is to grow up in our faith and talk, talk about, about it. God's word. So we'll see you next time. Um, I won't see you, but maybe hear you or talk to you. Oh, really? To, I'm talking to the listeners right now, not you. Oh. All right. We're not going to see them. You'll hear us. Yeah, you'll hear us next yeah. time. Yeah. It's just an idiom in the English language. <laughs> anyway, oh, quit calling me an idiom. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>